Welcome to One Stop Shop. A weekly podcast that helps ambitious e-commerce entrepreneurs learn from the best. Brought to you by Conversio. To learn more about managing all your tools, channels, and strategies from one dashboard, visit Conversio.com. In today's interview with Michael Steele, you will learn how to be an email marketing master. Today's guest is Michael Steele from Sell Like a Human, a learning resource where e-commerce store owners go to master email marketing and automation. In this episode, we go beyond the basic newsletter sign-up button and we dig into best practices, trends, and the best ways to grow your newsletters list. Hey, Michael. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. All right. Tell us a little bit about you. Where do you work now and what is your role there? Well, I run a solo consulting company and I work with e-commerce store owners. Uh, the company is called Sell Like a Human. And right now I mostly help retail businesses who have a brick and mortar presence get online or get onto a, a new platform like Shopify or WooCommerce. On my site, selllikeahuman.com, I mostly write and teach about email marketing and automation just because that's, I think, a very valuable strategy for stores to use. And it's something that I just enjoy learning more about and teaching about. So that's mostly what I do. When you say get on the web or Shopify, what do you mean? Are you actually a web developer or are you enlisting people to do that for these uh, clients of yours, these business owners? Honestly, I am a web developer to a certain degree and I'll hit a threshold of what I can do. And if we need to go beyond that, I can reach out to somebody. But my, my background is actually in WordPress development. I did that for about five years and before I got strictly into e-commerce. So I have some chops to be able to do what I need to do, but there is definitely a point where I have to ask for some help, which is fine. Okay. No, I was just curious for like contextual reasons so people know. Yeah. Sort of your most of uh, most of the companies I work with, like I said, they already have a brick and mortar presence. They're either on a really old solution that they bought five or ten years ago that's just seen its time in the sun, and they need to get onto something more modern. So a lot of what I'm doing is not these really complex custom solutions. It's they're just wanting to be able to sell their products online or be on a, on a platform that's a lot easier for them to use, and they're not completely dependent on an IT team to help them with. So a lot of it's just figuring out how to migrate their products onto something like Shopify, how to get them doing what they need to do. All right, so today we're going to talk about email lists in particular, sort of getting beyond the basics of the, the pop-up and things along those lines. Now, mm-hmm. why is it that it's important to grow your email list if you're in e-commerce? Well, the biggest reason is because even today, it is still the biggest driver of sales for e-commerce companies, even up against social, Facebook, Instagram. And there's, you know, there's outliers. If you're in fashion and you've got a great stream of influencer marketing, that'll probably drive more sales than your email list will. But for most companies, email is still the most powerful channel to drive sales. And that's because you have total control and access to your audience. You're not, you know, you're not running your content through an algorithm that's going to decide whether or not they see it. And the email service providers that we're using today, service providers like MailChimp, Constant Contact, Klaviyo, those all have very powerful automation features where 
you can decide who gets to see what, what you say to them. You get to really tailor the experience to your customers in a way that just feels very personal. And it's also can be very streamlined for you. You can set a lot of it on on autopilot. Um, so for a small business where you're juggling many tasks on a given week, being able to automate a lot of the messaging and the communication that's happening in your marketing is really, really helpful to store owners for sure. You just said that email happens to be one of the biggest drivers. What evidence do you have to back up that claim? Well, I actually just saw something today from last year. There was a report that said for Black Friday sales, email accounted for 18% of Black Friday sales, where social accounted for 1%. And then VentureBeat did a report last year as well that in 2016, on average, store owners are seeing a 40 times higher return on investment than they are with social. It's still, the problem is there's sort of a misconception of newsletters and email marketing right now. And I feel specifically within e-commerce, there's this misconception of it. They sort of see it as this outdated marketing channel. And when you're looking at channels like Facebook or Instagram, Pinterest, these other ways to sort of connect with your audience with the traffic coming to your site, it seems outdated. Like this was something that was used 10 years ago, but it's no longer as effective. And that's just not true. And so it's, it's become fairly neglected when prioritizing how you're selling your products, how you're getting yourself in front of people and making that connection with them. And I will also add, just in terms of the value of email, is I listened to an episode of, of y'all's podcast where you interviewed Judith from Temples uh, and Markets, mm-hmm. right? And she talked a lot about storytelling and the importance of telling your unique story behind your products, okay. which... I completely agree with, I think is really important, but that's often really hard to do through just your site because a lot of people are coming through to your site and they're probably not spending a lot of time reading paragraphs of your story or really grasping that uniqueness that you have. And so email allows you to make that connection with those visitors and follow up on that story over time. Once they get onto your email list, that really explains why you're unique, why you have this, why you created the company or why you, why you're selling these products. What's the story behind it? It gives you better access to them than even being on Facebook where only three to 5% of the people following along are actually seeing your posts. Or paying attention to it, absolutely. And storytelling doesn't just have to be in writing. For the people who are, you know, um, concerned about the paragraphs of text, the blocks of text that customers, their customers may not be interested in reading, you can tell a story with images, you can tell a story with a GIF, you can tell a story with a video. There are so many ways that you can tell a story that appeal to people who have an attention deficit, if that's, yeah. that's what you're concerned about. Absolutely, I agree. All right, so what are the best practices with your opt-ins? And I think we should probably establish this. What is an opt-in? Because some, some of our listeners may not be familiar with that. So an opt-in is, is the point where a visitor or user on your site decides that they want to join your list. So they'll enter their email address in, maybe their name, and that subscribes them to your email list. So you'll see a lot of times, especially in e-commerce, maybe something in the footer that says, hey, join our newsletter for updates, for special discounts, things like that, and you enter your email address, and that adds you to that. And so that makes that connection. But there's also 
a lot of different other ways to do that. That's not just saying, here, I'll give you a discount if you give me your email address. It's not just a trade for discounts. So what you want to consider when thinking about how you're going to get more people onto your email list is how you're going to be using your email list. If you're only going to be using your email list to promote products, send out special offers, maybe a holiday promotion, discounts, if that's your only way that you're going to be communicating through that channel, then you don't have much to pitch to them other than that. And really, to be honest, nobody wants to be on a newsletter. Nobody wants to join an email list because they're already on a lot of other ones. And really, what value does that have other than getting a discount to buy the product? And that's only if they're really interested in the product, right? So really, you have to think of a way to reach beyond that discount offer or staying up to date with store news, because those are things that for a very small percentage of your audience will care about if they're really close to being ready to buy, but most won't. And so you have to think about how to reach beyond that and offer something that's really valuable and something that matters to them. That could be just more about your story if you're connected to a good cause than just sort of having them come and join alongside of that and be able to hear of the things that you're doing with the profits that are coming in or always recommend people do is find ways to educate your audience, find ways to teach them. You being the product owner are an expert in that field, in that industry, because you know a lot about the product. Let's say you're in makeup. You know a lot about makeup. You know a lot about what makes makeup good quality and you know how to make it look good on your skin. And so you have value to offer your audience and teaching them how do you apply makeup in a way that will achieve this certain style or what do you need to look for that could be harmful in your makeup that you're buying. When you start digging into it, there's all these different things that you can be passing on to that email list that will be really valuable to them and in the long run, build some good vibes with your business, right? With your brand. Sure, sure. There were there were times when I, I received emails and I could have unsubscribed from these companies, but I didn't because I knew that they would once in a while they would send emails that were really valuable. And they actually never sent any like crazy discounts. So it's very small discounts. So it's not about giving 50% off. Mm-hmm. People are not necessarily interested in that. And you don't have to overdo it. Just once in a while, give a discount. But more importantly, like you said, adding value and sending content. And this company in particular, they every once in a while would send me an email that was really educational, like you said. It would give me information that's so hard to find on Google. Like It's not copy-paste from what other blogs or other companies in the industry are writing the same things, but they have really put some thought into it. And it was really useful. So I never unsubscribed from that. So I think that's a really good point. But I think also, you know, in the opt-in itself, Companies can be a little more creative. Like you don't have to say sign up to my newsletters. You can use another, you know, a different call to action. Something exactly instead of saying, "Hey, sign up to my newsletters," and uh, you know, that's that's a generic. It's better than nothing, obviously, but it's not the the best. All right. So what what um what on the other hand, what can you or should you avoid doing with your opt ins? Really, I think the first step that you can do that's not going to require a lot of time setting up tools or integrations with your email service provider is change, like you said, change the messaging around your opt-in. Position it differently so it's not just, doesn't just sound like the same old newsletter that you're 
joining on just to get discounts. You can change what you call it. I've seen companies that refer to their email list as a community because it's sort of for these people that are all rallying around this interest in a product, but also beyond that product, just a lifestyle. I think the the company I'm thinking of, they make sandals for your feet, but that are designed so that they're extremely lightweight and they fit in a way that you can run in the sandals, essentially. So it's like for real outdoorsy type, people that really love to exercise, they love minimalism. So there's sort of this lifestyle around your products that you can build a community around. And so that group of people is going to have really similar interests, similar tastes. When you are sending out educational content, really you can pitch that as, hey, we're creating this stuff. We're teaching within this community. We're sharing things with each other that we all think matters. That for the 98% of people that are coming to your site that aren't going to buy, that's going to look way more valuable than if you were just to say, hey, sign up for updates, sign up for things like that. We covered some of the best practices What about maybe more recent or current trends slash approaches that we're starting to see emerge? Which one of those can you explain some and anything that business owners should be paying attention to? Definitely. The things that I am seeing that are coming up and becoming big trends just within email marketing and within the opt-in is offering something very personalized. And I'll give two examples of this. One example is offering a profile quiz that, based on the answers to that quiz, will recommend certain products in your catalog. And I've seen this in two really big cases. One is with Warby Parker. They sell eyeglasses, designer eyeglasses for people that, that are, are looking for something really stylish but aren't wanting to pay you know, several hundred dollars for them. They have this quiz that you can take at the front of their site, and it just asks you questions like, are you nearsighted or farsighted? Is the shape of your nose usually cause issues with the glasses fitting on your face correctly? You know, they'll show you pictures of different glasses and say, hey, which style do you like here? If you were to go into one of their brick and mortar locations, it would be like if you got connected to a salesperson and you didn't know what you were really looking for. And so they just start kind of asking you questions to gauge, all right, what which sort of style should we be looking at or what should we be considering to find the right fit for you? So it's really asking those types of questions, but you're just creating this essentially a form, a quiz form on the site that allows them to do that automatically without, you know, without having to have a salesperson connected to that conversation. And so they finish that quiz and based on the answers, they turn that around and recommend either a single product or maybe a collection of products based on what they think you'll be most interested in. And it's a really, really cool approach, not only because it creates that very personal experience with the customers, but it provides extremely, extremely valuable data to a company like Warby Parker of what the customers are looking for. What styles do they like? If they're looking at their catalog at the end of the year and saying, all right, which ones do we need to keep stocking inventory with and which ones do we need to phase out? They can look at that consumer data just from that quiz based on what styles people are saying they like, how often a certain product is getting recommended based on the answers, things like that that are very, very valuable 
to have if you're an e-commerce business. I feel like also we have to establish the difference between trend versus fad because sometimes people hear the word trend and we're recording this in the summer of 2017. So if somebody hears it, let's say next year, they might think, oh, it's no longer valid because it's been a while and it's not trendy anymore. But trend is different from a fad. Like we have businesses that are completely centered around what you just said because it's so valuable and it is going to stick around for a while. We have Dapper and Dunn, I think, uh, Jeff, if you remember, we had an episode with them last season and their business was about exactly what you just explained right now, asking the customers about their habits, their grooming habits for men, and then pointing them to the right products that would work for them. And it's extremely valuable in finding that, you know, data and information. So these are trends, but they're not fads. They're not going to go away anytime soon, I think. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's really part of just these different marketing channels is part of how they're evolving. As we see these, what seem like trends now, they become part of the norm. Once they're more widely adopted and stores that aren't doing 20 million a year have better access to and can set up for themselves. And just to make sure we tie that into the opt-ins, that can be used because in those quizzes, you're also submitting your email address just to get that information emailed back to you. If they're recommending products to you, you kind of want to have that on hand if you're not ready to buy in that instant, right? You want to remember, what was that pair of glasses that they suggested I get? So you have the option to enter your email address to receive that information and the answers you submitted. Something like that doesn't have just benefit on the email marketing side of things. That I don't know the numbers, but I guarantee you it's driving significantly more conversions just because people feel more confident that they found right. the right the right one that they they want to go with. Yeah, absolutely because it feels personalized. It's not like generic, you know, information. And here at Conversio, we have different ways to collect email addresses and sign up buttons. But one of the cool things that customers can do actually is that they can they can create different listing, different sign up buttons on different pages. So it might work for some use, like going back to the example that you just mentioned about makeup, for example, if, if your customer lands on one page, let's say this is the product page or the, or the page that work that's, um, that they got as a result, you can put a subscription button on that page and that would put them in a list of customers who have gotten that specific result. And then in the future, when you send them newsletters, those newsletters would be tailored to those particular customers, as opposed to sending one newsletter type for all customers. So it'd be more, you know, personalized. Yeah. Yeah. I actually created a demo of these product recommendation quizzes. I created a demo just to kind of see how I could set this up myself. And I have the demo connected to my MailChimp account and I'm able to pick certain questions that they're answering and pull their answers into MailChimp. So I have these custom fields that for each account, for each subscriber that's on my list, it also tells me the demo is for a coffee store. So it's just recommending different blends of coffee. But I can see for each subscriber how often they drink coffee, because that's one of the questions, how they would describe the perfect cup of coffee. Like, let's say, does it wake you up? Is it Tastes good with dessert, you know, things like that. How would you describe your perfect cup of coffee? And what ro- what roast do you prefer? So light, medium, dark, really dark. And all of that data is there for each subscriber in my mailing list. And that allows me to create different segments of customers. Like let's say I only want to target the people that drink one to two cups per day. 
I can easily create that segment, pull all those names, and send an email just to that group. So yeah, like you said, it's just really powerful things you can do to really personalize how you're communicating about your products to people on that list. Mm-hmm. How long should someone expect to spend um, in terms of time for setting up a good lead gen strategy uh, for their store? Well, if you can really just buckle down and, and try and knock it out all at once, it depends on what you're setting up. But for something for something like as complex as that quiz, it's probably going to take you several days of hacking it out and figuring out how to get everything connected correctly and testing it out. But in terms of just improving the messaging around your opt-in and kind of developing a better approach to how you use your email list, I mean, that can all be planned and, and done in an afternoon. It's just a matter of sitting down and kind of thinking through what would be valuable to my customers? What can I teach them? What can I send out to them through these emails that they're going to care about and want to read and want to open? And so you you take some time to figure that out, and then you're really just writing some copy around the opt-in that's probably already exists on your site. And if you need to set up an opt-in, you know, maybe depending on how comfortable you are with creating things like that, it could be a couple hours. There, there are definitely some tools that will help set up some of those lead magnets and lead gen tools that will make it a lot easier than if you're just trying to do it from scratch. Beyond the tools that people usually use to grow their list and the newsletter services out there, what are some less known apps and tools or maybe more creative ways that someone can use to grow their lists? Mm, that's a good question. One of my other favorite ways to kind of approach the the opt-in or that way to make a connection with people is offering some sort of live customer service, even if it doesn't have to be like a live chat. But if, let's say, there is an opportunity to sort of work with your customer on picking out the right kind of product for them, like let's say you're shopping furniture and you're a furniture store, you can have some experts on hand some design experts on hand that when a customer needs a little guidance or needs a little help, they can either hop on a live chat widget or fill out a contact form and just say, hey, here's kind of what I'm looking to get. I'm looking to buy a new couch and chair set for my living room. This is the look we're going for. And that customer service person, that expert can follow up with them and say, okay, well, have, you know, be sure to look at this collection that we have. You know, and they can sort of begin that conversation and offer that really personal customer service experience. But all that is is using a chat tool like Intercom is a really good one that a lot, I know a lot of people use. Intercom or a contact form, which depending on what platform you're on, uh, may just be some HTML or if you're on WordPress, something like Gravity Forms. Any of those tools is fairly easy to to get up and running on your site very quickly. How about, let's change gears a little bit. How do you feel about purchased lists? Purchase lists. So I understand why people go this route. It's usually because they're just getting started and they really need to find some traction quickly. But rarely, if ever, is that a good idea. Because you may be able to purchase a list of 10,000 email addresses 
and feel like you're probably set. You're probably set to start sending some emails out and see some sales. But with where we're at now and people's understanding and experience with email and with newsletters, there is very little grace for companies sending out emails, especially emails that are intended to sell a product. And that's for that's for companies that the person is aware of and has a relationship with or an experience with. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to send out emails to an, a completely cold list of people that maybe have never even heard of your brand or do not ever remember interacting with your company, I am not sure you're going to see any traction off of that. And if, it, if you do, it's certainly not sustainable. And then you're going to run into some serious issues with spam problems because most email service providers like MailChimp, Klaviyo, Constant Contact, Active Campaign, they are absolutely in every possible way covering their butts from getting into trouble with spam. And, and so if, included, by the way, we also cover our butts when it comes. Yes. To- oh, so yeah, you know, you know just as well you cannot mess around with coming across as a spammer and with purchase lists that's exactly how it can usually come across because you're going to get people that are extremely confused why you ended up in their inbox so they're going to mark you as spam and a certain number of those happen on your list then your domain uh, like can, you you guys are going to get red flag and start kicking those accounts off cuz you don't want to deal with the repercussions of that either we actually even ask our customers to authenticate their domains because we don't want to hurt other customers. If somebody is using purchase list, that's that's why the question is very important to us. And I'm, you know, listeners are going to hate me uh, for saying this, but I've personally been guilty of marking some some of those emails as spam. I don't even bother going to the uh, the unsubscribe button if I don't know the. Company. <laughs> If I don't know the company and I don't even remember like ever purchasing anything from them or abandoning mm-hmm. cards on their website, I have no idea who they are. And mm-hmm. I know for a fact that this is a, like someone who's probably purchased my email. I just hit as spam because I, I don't want to click a link that I don't know if it's really going to lead me to an unsubscribe uh, link or something else. So I just and sometimes out of pure laziness, I'll just spam and just delete and move along sometimes not even open it so absolutely and you're and you're in the email business yeah there's plenty of other people that do the same thing just because that's what they know to do they don't recognize it and so it must be spam so i guess i market as spam and that also speaks to how important it is to keep your list warm to not just have an email list but actually use it because if you go you know months and months in between emails you're gonna get more and more of your list that's kind of scratching their heads like who is this company why why are they showing up in my inbox and then you run into some problems like that Uh, yeah i don't want to talk about it i have not emailed one one segment of my list in a while (laughs) and i'm about to because we've had some relevant stuff come up and i'm like oh my gosh what do i need to lead with so they don't just instantaneously pull in iliana and spam me to death yeah i um recently helped a company get onto Shopify and they weren't using an email list, but they had a big database of customer emails just from their point of sale because people would make a purchase at their store and they'd provide their email address a lot of times either to get a receipt or to, you know, opt into an email list, even though there wasn't one there. So we imported 
probably a list of five, 6,000 emails and they're customers, they're previous customers. It's not just some random people. And we did our due diligence to make sure that we were following the spam rules and making sure that, you know, that we weren't going to get in trouble there and started sending emails out and, you know, hopeful with six or 7,000 emails that you get some traction, but that just didn't turn out to be the case because it was just too, too long had gone by since a lot of those people had dealt with the company or interacted with the company. And so it just became very irrelevant to them and unfortunately didn't, didn't get as much value out of that list as we had hoped. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, quick question. What are some tools that can be used to clean a list? Name one or two, like your favorites, if there are any that you would recommend. Honestly, my, my only experience with cleaning lists is within the email service providers themselves. The way I usually go about doing that is I find a segment of the list that hasn't opened an email in, let's say, the last six months. Because most providers will allow you to do that. You can kind of segment out who has not even opened an email in the last six months. And with, within that list, I will send an email out that says, hey, do you still want to be you know, a part of our newsletter? I remind them of the value that we're sending out, the value that we bring to them. Do you want to still stay on? If not, don't, don't worry about replying. We'll get you off, no problem. But if you do, please either reply to the email or click this link to let us know you want to stay on. That way you, you don't completely lose people that maybe have just gotten lazy with your emails or you know, there's always the chance that they aren't showing, their opens aren't showing up in your email service provider. So it's mm-hmm. not detecting their open because you know of, of maybe the email client that they're using. So you kind of help make sure you don't lose those people, but then clean your list that way. Yep. Okay. All right. Where can our listeners learn more about you and your services? Pretty much just at my site, selllikeahuman.com. And I just launched something that I'm excited about because I run into this problem with my clients all the time. They, they know the importance of email marketing. They want to build their lists and they're getting people on their list. But then they're just so busy that when these opportunities like holidays come around to send out a promotion or do something fun and exciting with their list, it passes them by because they're just not thinking about it until the last minute. So I started this free service that is just sends out email reminders leading up to the popular holidays throughout the year. So let's say like something Father's Day is a good example because that's one that people don't they're not like looking ahead to months in advance or weeks in advance to plan something. It's just kind of like the week of you're like, "Oh yeah, it's Father's Day this Sunday. I need to maybe send something out and then you know, for gift buying holidays, it's too late cuz people need to get it ship to them in time to give the gift and things like that. So this would send out weeks in advance, hey, Father's Day is coming up. Here are sort of a checklist of things that you need to make sure you take care of, depending on how you're going to approach this. Here's some ideas, some templates to use in your emails. And yeah, it's just something that I think will be a nice tool that uh, stores can use, especially if they're trying to manage that themselves or have a small small team that needs kind of the extra help to stay on top of it. It's called Email Groove, and you can find that at emailgroove.com. Perfect. We'll add that to the show notes. All right. Sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. One Stop Shop is a production of Conversio. 
Let Conversio's all-in-one dashboard run your marketing so that you have more time to run your business. Get started for free at conversio.com. In our next episode, Josh Mendelson will teach us how to convert more site visitors into buyers. Most websites take sort of one of two approaches. They either take what I call the the orange leaf approach. Orange leaf is one of those frozen yogurt places, self-serve. You go in, you pick up all of your toppings, but by the time you're done, you have to beg some ordinary teenager to come over and actually help you buy. So they're really doing nothing. The other approach is sort of the used car salesman approach, attacking you with, with offers the second that you get to a site. Both of those things are missing the opportunity to pop up messages that are super relevant to the visitor based on the things that they're doing on the site. Learn more on the next episode. Do you ever wonder how your e-commerce store compares to others in your industry? Convergio offers a free tool called StoreGrader, and it can teach you all sorts of valuable information on how your store ranks. Sign up for free at Convergio.com. And this podcast was made in production with Come Alive Creative. Would you like a successful podcast for your business? Learn more at ComeAliveCreative.com. Conversio. Sell more, do less.